Uh, we need to do a couple of things here as far as we, um, when we get into the message, because we go a little further. I think I've been open in prayer. Let's go in prayer. Uh, Father, we just want to thank you for our time together and coming around your word. And we take a closer look at some of the things we have read in scripture. We have studied. Taper, take us deeper into this and see the significance of it. Help your servant to clearly share with your people, the ones you love so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our theme uh, for this morning is the cup, a defining moment. Um, I personally have in, in my hand, uh, you probably can't see it now, but I have a, I have a cup. And um, I'll say this very emphatically. Without the cup, there would not be the cross. You hear what I'm saying? Without the cup, there will not be a cross. Without the cup, there will not be the blood. Jesus had to drink from the cup. And we need to understand that. And so, um, yes, and all I'm not diminishing all of the others. Each one is in its phase, a very important phase. And um, this was the, this was the first and the last time that Jesus basically will drink uh, up the cup for what he had to do in order to die for you, you and myself. And that's what we want to deal with this morning. And um, so let's let's get right into the word here and let me validate my points um, by, uh, by, by the word. Matthew 26, 39. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Mark 14, 36. And he said, all oh, by father, all things are possible for you. Remove this from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Luke twenty two forty two, 42, saying, father, if you're willing, each time he phrased a little bit different. He said, Father, if you're willing now, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Each time he keeps saying, not as I will, not my will, but your will be done. This, this is a, a defining moment. This is a very crucial moment that we need to understand and the disciples needed to learn. And then after we finish this, there's a little test I want to give all of us concerning this whole idea. Well, let's move forward. Thinking it through, Jesus bared the cross. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all this world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. I flipped it. Must Jesus drink the cup alone? And all the saints go free? No, there's a cup for every believer. And there's a cup for me. I want us to think along that line. Connecting to the major cup. And then the fact that 
we have to drink from the same cup. Not from another, from the same cup. Okay, let's go forward. Thinking it through. Between the birth of Christ and the cross, there was a defining moment. If Jesus was not obedient to the Father and refused to accept and drink from the cup of rejection, kill crucifixion, judgment, our salvation would not be a reality. We would still be in our sins. The reference to the cup is mentioned 57 times in the word of God. Well, depending on your translations, but uh, in that ballpark. And they are identified as sacrifice, as judgment. You see a lot of that in Revelations. Approval, compassion, God's wrath, and celebration. Each time you see the cup, the psalmist says, my cup runneth over. Uh, what does that mean? How does that apply? Well, we want to get kind of get you thinking along the whole idea of the cup, the cup, and keep keep that close in mind. Okay, let's go on. My aim to understand, receive, and apply the significance of the cup in our lives. And so I put some some bullet points here. First, approach it. Approach requires a submissive attitude. Knowledge, being willing to drink from the cup, reminds us of our obligation. Affirmation, verbally communicate the fact that God is able and he is in control. Acceptance, verbally communicate that your will is not required or necessary. Okay. In other words, what you want, take it off the table. Adjust to uh, the necessity and understand that there are no options on the table. Agenda, understand and accept the fact that it has been predetermined. Just like our salvation had been predetermined, the cup had been predetermined. The cup before, the, it's the cradle, the cup, and then the cross. And we look at this and we uh, and we see that we, we see that the Lord gives us the cleansing results of this whole process. All right, then let's continue. I'm just laying out, laying it out here. There are three things we should be able to glean from Jesus, his disciples, and his prayer to the Father. One, the prediction, prediction. Number two, the prayer. Number three, the practical application. That's where you come in, you and I come in. Okay, so let's let's do the first two, starting with the prediction. When we look at the uh, word prediction, going to our next slide there, um, Roland. As we look at this word prediction, um, let's go into the text to see what happens here. What we see here is um, the disciples' uh, petition. Mark 10, 32 to 34. As Jesus prepared his disciple for his death, he predicted the process would lead to his death on the cross, but the disciples were not on the same page. Mark 10, 35. And James and John, the son of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And Jesus said to them, What do you want, want to do? me to do for you. Okay, now please understand now, that's what happened in blue. 
as Jesus prepared his disciples for his death, he's, he's been telling these guys this before they come up with 35. He's been telling from 32 to 34. Here, Jesus, they're walking along the road, and Jesus is telling him, telling them and trying to prepare them, guys, I'm going to die on the cross of Calvary, et cetera, et cetera. And while they're walking, here come James and John up and said, teacher, <laughs> uh, master, uh, we want you to do something for us. And, and, and please don't deny us. And so Jesus says, okay, uh, what, what, what do you, you want me to do for you? Let's go to the next slide. And they said to him, grant us to sit on, uh, at, uh, sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. And Jesus said to them, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, we are able. When I, when I read that, uh, I, I thought about uh, Brandon's message, and uh, he had a, gave a great message. But there was a term that he used that immediately popped into my mind when he was talking about the policeman, and, uh, and, he, and he came in there to represent, and, and the police said, shut up and sit down. Uh, you know, that's in other words, that's you know, the, these disciples, these guys come to the Lord, he's talking about his definition, you know, and they're talking about position, uh, in glory. And uh, but Jesus is so gracious, um, uh, is how he puts them down. But uh, in essence, he's really saying, Shut up and sit down, you don't even know what you're talking about. Well, let me let's go through it, let's continue to go through this. Uh, our next slide. The disciples predetermined destiny. And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. You will drink. And with the baptism which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant. But it is for those for whom it has been prepared. It didn't say will be prepared. It's already, somebody got the seats already. So, Let's take this off the table. The disciples needed a reality check. They were not called to sit, but to serve and to suffer for the glory of God. These guys were talking from the heavenly position. Who's going to sit on the left and who's going to sit on the right? And the Lord said, no, 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 no. You had to go by the way of the cup. I had to take it and you had to take it. Um. But then understand, these are learners and Jesus is gracious. Consider the dynamics of their approach. And I want to analyze, why do these guys do this? This is down racket. Number one, they had a concept problem concerning selection and positioning. Those seats were reserved. That's what Jesus Christ said, prepared. Okay? Um, they approached Christ with a fixed agenda. I don't know it's a fixed agenda because when you read a, when you read the synoptic gospels, you're gonna find where it says, "Do not deny us, Lord. We're gonna ask this, and once we ask you, please do not deny us." And another, uh, I think it was either Matthew, one of those where um, their mother was there, and they, they and the mother asked Jesus to grant her son to sit on the right hand and the left hand, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and Jesus gave the same answer. So regardless of how the people wrote it, with the writer put it out there, it was a fact. 
They had a fixed agenda. They had nothing to do with the cross of Calvary, nothing to do with shedding of blood. I don't know what they had. They they were, had Jesus with them then, but they, they need to be prepared for what they were going to go through. And right now, forget about sitting on the right and the left. Hear what he has to say. They had unrealistic expectations that were based on desire instead of facts. Um, it's, it's okay to have expectations. But my question, the couples come in for counseling. Um, the, the first thing I have on the, on the board is expectations. What are your expectations for our meeting? By the time we finish our meeting, what do you expect to happen? And I write out what they say, what well, my expectations is. My, I said, okay, because you see, they're riding on that track and I need to get everybody on the same page. Jesus needed to get these guys all on the same page. Their expectations were way off gear. They were operating in, a, in the uh, quadrum of uh, an ignorance. They didn't know what they were going to be faced with. They were focused on things in a glorious future instead of the inevitable physical hardship as disciples of Christ. Jesus knew this, but you know what I noticed about our Lord? He didn't blast them out. He didn't embarrass them. He heard them out. We have a gracious Lord, don't we? And sometimes our expectations are way off board. And it's a lesson. If we're students of, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, understand something, hear, at least hear the person out. That's important. Okay, then we're ready to, to move on. A side note, as we observe and understand Christ's ministry and methods, let us glean some timeless principles. Here's our learning. Number one, if the Lord was teaching, this is number one, be perceptive. Number two, be patient. Number three, be prepared. And number four, be precise for the purpose of clarity, closure, and productivity. Now, I'm taking it behind this, but we're looking out through the, uh, through the Lord's eyes. Here are these guys coming up to him and saying, put us on the left hand and on the right. And the, and the Lord could have just snapped them right off there, but he didn't. He walked them through the whole dialogue and he said, well, what do you want? What, what does you have on your mind? Um, he was patient. To, to be patient means that you honor and you appreciate the individual. Be patient. Number two, be prepared. Uh, the whole idea is that uh, he shared with these guys, here's the reason why that cannot be a reality. There's a point that you're, not, uh, you're missing, guys. Let me share it with you. And be precise uh, for the purpose of clarity, closure, and productivity. When we're learning from the Lord, before we get up to his prayer. But this is now, the, we're dealing with just with the prediction. And so the Lord is, is dealing with these guys whose agenda and thoughts are way out in left field. Let's go on. The prayer. The preparation is broken out, broken down to areas. First, in the preparation, then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here. I will go over there and pray. The enormous pressure. Matthew 26, 37, 38. And taking with him Peter and the two sons 
of Zebedee. Of Zebedee. That's right. That's John no, and James. Um, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. My question is, why didn't he, why didn't the Lord take all the disciples and they said, no, he took these guys and these guys were later right more in depth. Drinking a cup is not an easy thing. This, this is what we begin to see with Jesus. See what he says? He began to be sorrowful and troubled. My soul is very sorrowful, even unto death. Okay, let's go on. The intense struggle and plea, Matthew 26, 39 to 44. Matthew 26, 39 says, And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father, if it's possible, let this cup from me, let the cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. I hope that that will become our vocabulary as we approach God. A lot of times we want God to do it now and do this. And we have to go along with God's will. Not what you will, not what you want. It's not about you. It's about God. And Jesus Christ really bring that to the forefront. Matthew 26, 40. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so could you not watch with me one hour? He shared reverently saying what was on his heart. He submitted humbly the obedient, uh, the obediently and obediently set aside his desire. He served, he read it himself, to obediently submit to the Father's will. What God is, is getting ready to do to our Lord and Jesus, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, and we're not covering this morning. But when you look at the scope, and this and my my scope is, is limited. But when we talk about the scope of it, number one, separation from, from God momentarily when he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Validating what uh, Psalms 122 says. The whole idea is that the Lord uh, was left alone. Uh, he bared the sins of us all. He bared not only the weight of our sins, but the weight of God's wrath that would be upon those who die in their sins you want an inkling of what the weight of god's wrath is this is just a tippet you go to revelation when god starts dealing with those after the church is, is uh, raptured when you see one third of the earth and when you see scorching and scorpions and all these other things and then finally you're going to see number one although we're not into prophecy two points where it says jesus came to fight by himself and, uh, and the things that he did with the word of his mouth, we have a powerful savior. But before he did that, they had to beat him. There was misunderstanding. There was a number of things. But he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Now, that's after being uh, um, ridiculed uh, and all these other things that's been uh, said about the Lord up to that point. Um, even almost signifying, at least we know who our father is. 
um, being left by a number of disciples, when he talked about eating the bread and drinking the, 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 of the cup, and the ones that uh, there's some folks who just left, all of that up to the cup now. But he knew that the cup was a defining moment. After he drink, uh, he would drink of the cup. There was no other mention of him turning back. No hesitance. He had to drink the cup. I'm saying it ahead of time because God had given us a cup too. That once you understand, when you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, whatever your lot, you have taught me to say, my lot, you have taught me to say, it is well in my, with my soul because I'm willing to drink the cup. We'll go in details later. Let's go to the next slide. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, to the second time, he went away and prayed, my father. If it's, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Matthew 26, 43. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for the eyes were heavy. So leaving them again for the third time, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. In other words, this was not some passing thing. This was not a one time. Jesus knew the enormity of what he was going to go through. And that pressure, being separated from God, being um, uh, sacrificed by God. Matter of fact, God throwing his judgment on him on the cross of Calvary, being uh, as far as rejected by the world. Uh, disciples have run away from him. Uh, he's all alone. And while he's on the cross of Calvary, Satan still had one of his men saying, if you are the Christ, come down. That's what he had to go through for you and for me. We need to remember this and keep it in context. Life, live life, enjoy life. There's a lot of things that God wants you and I to have in life, but don't forget this, okay? Let's go on. Consider Christ's request uh, made to his father. He shared reverently Say, he reverently said what was on his heart. He submitted. He humbly and obedient set aside his desire. He served. He readied himself to submit to the Father's will obediently. Not my will, but your will be done. He calmly and courageously faced the inevitable. 26, Matthew 26. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand. And the Son of Man is, is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise and let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. There's a lesson to be learned from these verses. He was determined not to react to the inevitable process of being betrayed and facing his betrayer. He gathered his disciples and faced his father's agenda. I think about Rapio Benton when he said, just do it. 
that was his responsibility to do his I come in the volume of the, of the book to do that will of God and so he had to go forward next we come to now uh, application I think you have the basic picture we can go to all the dynamic dynamics of um of um what happened to him we know it it's there in scripture but the whole idea that I wanted to bring before you was indeed again the cup that the cup that Jesus Christ was drinking from uh you know what there's a cup for us also so let's let's go then to the practical application when it comes down to the cup okay we need to understand that drinking from the cup is not an option to consider, but an obligation to a spiritual way of life, uh, life that involves, here are, the, here are the list. Number one, being misunderstood. The moment that you drink of the cup, expect to be misunderstood. If you, if you don't drink of the cup, you're going to be discouraged. You're going to say, well, nobody cares. I mean, guess what? <laughs> if they didn't care about Jesus, they don't care about you. <laughs> so, so take that off the table. When you drink of the cup, it's part of it to be misunderstood. Uh, that, that happens even when, when uh, those of you who are parents. Your children don't understand you all the time. And they rip and raid and all these other things. They just don't understand. And you know what? Jesus does being denied but still maintaining you see but being understood but still loving and praying being denied but still maintaining the proper perspective of believing enduring bearing and hoping in all things that's so important that you still hold on to the ropes when you're misunderstood when you've been denied then don't give up don't give up. Then the next one is being afflicted, but remaining faithful. This word uh, afflicted um, is, is from the outside. Notice this word afflicted is an outside thing that is happen happening. The world that hates our Lord Jesus Christ will also hate us and do things that will hurt us, whether it's come down to the job and not getting the proper raises and just a number of ways through family and making funny fun of us and and some actual physical altercations. Uh, and guess what? When you drink the cup, you take it from a different perspective. If you if you are not able to drink of the cup, then number one, you violate scripture. Why? Because you, here's 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 a command that the Lord gives us. Love your enemies. Pray for them. Do good. Can you do good when you're misunderstood and denied and afflicted? Can you still maintain your cool under all of this? You have to if you drink of the cup. And those of us who drink of the cup, let me tell you, it will not, it might happen. It will happen. If you're walking with Christ, all those who will live righteous life will suffer persecution. Persecution. But drink deep of the cup. 
because you're drinking the deep of the cup for now so that God can crown you later. Keep it in mind. Being overlooked, but still looking up. Being mistreated, but always willing to forgive. The, the disciples said, Lord, how many times should we forgive? I'll give a good Jewish number, seven. And the Lord said, no, 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 no. Uh, seven times 70. And about 144 times. Lord, that's, that's, that's too much. No. You want to talk about forgiving? Because we are to be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ has forgiven us. When you drink of the cup, you have no other option. Do not drink of the cup. You are disobedient. And you're saying, I have another way. And the Lord said, no, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we need to follow him in that area. You got the point? Good. Then it helped me to move on to the next thing. It's important. In a practical application. The empowerment to drink from the cup is. So then you need to drink from the cup. So how am I empowered? How can I be empowered? Number one is all in knowing. Like First John, we talk about no, no, no. First, knowing that Jesus knows what we are going through. God is not shocked when you misunderstood or folks talk about you and they hurt your feelings. So yes, you have feelings. Your feelings will be hurt. I admit that. Matter of fact, go in the corner and cry. After you cry, take that 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 Kleenex or, or, or cloth with, wipe the eyes and get back in the battle. Why? You have decided to drink of the cup. Knowing that God our Father is always available. He's Jehovah Shammah. He's right there. And he's at work uh, uh, in you to willing to do his good pleasure. And so he's, he's not leaving you out there alone. God does not send us where he is not already, already gone. And he's in control. Next, knowing that we are privileged to cast all our cares upon him. You want those moments, those moments when you need to just get alone and cry? Then go ahead and do that. And when no one else is around, around, the God who has been silent through your trials is also silent there. And he listened intently. And I believe his concern is not what's happening on the outside to you, but what's happening on the inside, inside of you. He wants you to stay focused. Knowing that this too shall pass. This is not your life, your lot for life, or maybe it is. Uh, I throw up uh, Johnny uh, uh, Sentada and, uh, and, and Easley and some of the others uh, who are, and they're those who are even worse off than them. Their whole life have been turned topsy-turvy. But guess what? They accepted the fact, this is my life, and this is the cup that God has given me, and I had to drink all of it, all of it. You know what happens when you do that? You are now freed up to be a testimony to other folks. Knowing that this too shall pass and knowing and accepting the fact that it is not about our will agenda, but God's will being obeyed. That's what Jesus Christ kept saying. Not my will, but your will be done. We've been very patient. 
One last thing. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all this world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. Here's a remix to consider. Must Jesus drink from the cup alone and all the saints go free? No, there's the cup for every believer. And there's the cup for me. The cup is God's sovereign plan that has always preceded the reality of the cross. Had to drink it. Had to go through it. Don't get discouraged. Don't let Satan talk you down or out of it. Drink from the cup until the Lord says, that's enough. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Is there such a point? Oh, yeah. Remember in, uh, in Revelation when it says, that they, um, they defeated him by the blood of the lamb. And the whole idea was they loved not their lives. The word of the Lord, the word of God, the blood of the lamb. And they loved not their lives until the death. God looks at that and makes it precious in his sight. I wanted us to have an understanding of this whole idea of cup. Both be playing with the cup and everything else and understand the Lord says you are will be punished for not reverently partaking of the cup that is in remembrance of me. You are laying aside all that I have done, all the preparation for a time to be funny. And this is not funny. And guess what? As you live daily, as you're misunderstood uh, at times, oh, you have points of victory and everything else. But when Satan put on his attack, understand God is with you. Draw near to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. And keep drinking from the cup. Amen. Well, I, I think that that, uh, that says it all. And uh, I definitely want to uh, pray for you in this area when it comes down to the cup. Let's bow. Father God, we just want to thank you for our time together. Thank you for um, you revealed about the disciples and they didn't quite get it at first. But they got it at the other end. The ways of death that they went through from flagging um, to uh, being drawn down the street. Uh, that's a couple streets there and uh, 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 some John was boiled in oil, uh, feathered, then taken out, and then he was uh, put on the Isle of Patmos. Peter uh, died upside down. Um, they went many ways, Lord. And yet, Lord, you were able to be there with them. The time is drawing very close now. It seems like everything is, is surrounding and unfolding. Everything that's happening in Revelation seems like you just there's a rehearsal even today. Government, finances, diseases, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Help us, Lord, not to be bent out of shape, not to waste our time talking about what the news take out of context a lot of times, but keeping our eyes on your word, settling our heart because we're under your wings of protection. And help us to 
fulfill what you have put in our cup in serving you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So um, with that said, we want to um, go to our last uh, song.